At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome back. Start your morning with VSEN's new podcast, VSEN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebond gives you every piece of info you need. To be ready for betting the day's biggest games in 15 minutes. Line movement injuries and make the VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, this is going to be a lot of fun. Here we go. Yes, the NBA season starts tonight. Oh, yeah. It is Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the sports betting network, and VEASAN's very own senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Is, this is live, folks. This is... Uh, 5 a.m. on the West Coast here. You're up and Adam, ready to go? Well, start of the NBA season, average wake-up time is like 4 a.m., 3.45. Got to get these market reports out. They'll start today, too, the daily write-up. So yeah. uh, got to get back in the swing of things. It's a great way, great way to do it. Okay, so let's get right into the game that we have tonight and the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. This is a doozy. Good job by the NBA scheduling the Sixers against the Celtics. Um, Celtics, I, uh, this is in the guide, the VEASAN Pro Betting Guide. 4-11 and 11 ATS the last three years against Philly. 1-4 ATS at home. Uh Oh, we said this in the, in the previous segment. I think we're watching the best team in the East tonight, and it's not Boston. Uh, I agree. I think it is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they have one seed written all over them. They're going to try to win a lot of games. Their lineup is tremendous. They're starting five. You know, if you look at some of the numbers with Harden and Embiid on the floor together, it's absolutely mind-boggling when you look at their efficiency. I've got them at last year when you had Harden and uh, Embiid on the floor together, uh, 124.9 offensive rating and a net rating of plus 15.8. Like, they were incredible. And they're only going to be better this year with a lot more time and an offseason to work together. Mm-hmm. So I agree. And in this game, it's interesting. So I heard you mentioned uh, the NBA better you respect that keeps grabbing the Clippers at 8-1. to one. Uh, He and I both, we were talking over when these numbers opened up. Philly opened up six over at William Hill. They were catching six in this game about a month ago. This is down to now two and a half. I, they, they were I said that yeah. with the Udoka business yep. too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So Robert yeah. Williams isn't playing. Yeah. It opened oh, up yeah. as high as that. Like, yeah. So I actually grabbed five and a half like a month ago here. The, the ship is a little sailed on the number, obviously, because you're down to two and a half. Yeah. But I would say this. So last year, home court was worth one and a half points. If you're rolling in still with that mentality, to say that without Robert Williams, the Celtics are still grading out as a slightly better team, I would still disagree with that. Mm. So, obviously, basketball set up for in-game wagering and whatnot. Maybe sit back, wait for a better number. But I think Philly's going to be very live tonight to win this game outright. Honestly. What do we make of uh, Udoka out for the year? 
you know, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. Like, okay. yeah, I, and that's not a slight against Udoka. It's, you know, the numbers that I keep bringing up, right? Uh, they were 26, the net rating clutch minutes. That's games within five points of five or fewer minutes uh-huh. left to go. To me, that's a coaching thing, right? You can't draw up any offense. That's been their, their big reason why it was, I think, an offense rating in 97.7 in those minutes. I mean, hell, we saw it in the, the finals, right? They had nothing offensively at the end of those games. It got super disjointed. I think that's kind of a big deal. I think they were bottom 20s uh, in terms of points out of timeouts last season. It's a coaching thing, oh, right? Yeah. Really not really worth that big of a deal. Right. So I think the Williams injury, Paul, is more impactful because he's going to be out maybe up to 12 weeks. And I think he got that procedure about three or four weeks ago. That's more impactful, I think, than Udoka for a season-long type of deal. Okay. We, we all agree on the Sixers. Love the acquisition of Melton. Everyone needs a Tucker on their team. Yep. Hard to get. Embiid said go get him. Uh, I think I'm down on Miami uh, like you are, but I got to talk to you for two hours. But this is, finally, we have depth in the East. So you have a lot of teams with expectations. Who's going to be in the, think about who's going to be in the play-in games. Think about that from the standpoint in the East. Someone's going to be very disappointed. Right. And they say, I think, too, like when you're looking at the Eastern Conference, and it's both of these, right? You know, if you go through and you're listing out like the eight teams, so it seems like the, excuse me, the Los Angeles Lakers who might be on the outside looking in of the, the Western Conference and the play-in spot. In the Eastern Conference, I mean, you're talking about like these eight teams at least, right, on the surface. It's Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Heat, Raptors. Like, who are you kicking out? For the rest of these play-in teams, they're going to potentially be floating around in that range. It's going to be fascinating to see what's going to happen uh, in this conference overall. I think you're kind of solid, like with the top eight and whoever the fringe teams are. The Washington Wizards, we got like a bunch of B-minus guys who might be kind of good, uh, like for you know a ten seed or whatever it is. I think the Knicks are going to be a little bit better than the market gives them credit for, at least from the standpoint of like going over thirty-nine and a half wins. But you're right, like the Nets. If they stay together, the Bucs still have Giannis, and I love the addition of Joe Ingles once they get healthy because they got a lot yeah. of injuries coming into the regular season. Yeah. This conference is going to be nuts watching it. Based on that with Milwaukee, uh, and I know numbers have moved, but yeah. as of right now, would maybe an under on their win total still be worth it to you? Yeah, I think so. Like, Look, this is a team that we kind of saw a lot. Like, at the end of the year, they didn't really mind, but I think when you're looking at the standpoint of how deep these playoff runs have been for this team. They want to get back to the NBA Finals. Their top three small forwards are all shelved to start the year. Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton, Joe Ingles. They're super thin at the position. They lost a bunch of games to injury last year between their big three. And Giannis was kind of an Ironman, but you're talking about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I think it's pretty clear now, like, yeah, let's shoot for a top four seed. We want home court, but I'm not sure if they're really going to be pushing it. And then the injuries on top of that because they're really thin at one position. I think those are really important too. Like when you talk about betting win totals, those injuries, that makes the difference between like one or two or maybe even three wins, especially with these really high win totals that teams like Milwaukee are experiencing. So I would say yes. Like if anything, I'm looking under for Milwaukee because the injuries might hold them back a little bit to start the year. Tell us why this is going to work in Atlanta with the addition of DeJounte Murray. So I, I always use this example. Remember when the Nets traded for Harden and everybody's like, oh, there's only one ball. How's that going to work? And then when we're on the floor together, that was one of the best offenses we had seen in a really long time. They were incredible. NBA stars make it work. And I think when you look at the way that DeJounte Murray and Trey Young can work together, there's a lot of intrigue there. Trey Young, it was a super small sample size. He only averaged one catch-and-shoot three-point attempt per game last year, but he shot well over 40% on those attempts. Uh, He is very good in terms of moving off the ball. DeJounte Murray is good off the ball, too, because I think a lot of people get wrapped up, Mitch, in like, hey, DeJounte Murray, he only shot 36% on catch-and-shoot three-point attempts last year. That's fine, but he also gets to attack closeouts. He gets to cut off the basket. He gets to do all these other things. I think those two are going to work really well together. There were times in the preseason where they were doing a little your turn, my turn, where Trey Young would just hang out in the corner, let DeJounte do his thing, and then vice versa. But if they're going to start to like work off of each other, they're going to have a lot more off-ball movement with both of them, which I think is going to be the case. That, that has a potential to be really good. And that team's good, man. Like They just, I think, inked Hunter to an extension, right? If he's going to stay healthy, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a really good player. If he's going to stay healthy, they're kind of thin once you get past like seven, but Onyeko Okongu is freaking awesome. That's a really solid team, I think. If, if, if the, you, listen, if you find one person out there who says they're all in or you don't know what's going to happen with the Nets. Yeah. You, there's no, no, you can't have any confidence in what the Nets are going to do. That could go sideways again. Kyrie could be Kyrie. Who knows? Simmons? Come on. Right. <laughs> so I, I, come on, I jokingly Simmons. wrote about it in the guide, Paul, that if you're going to bet coach of the year, if you bet Nash, he just got to get him to the finish line. Like if they finish yeah. like fourth in the East and they all stay together. The narrative behind him getting this team to just stick together after their offseason, you know how many votes he's going to get for that award? Will that be good enough? I don't know, but like, I just, voters are super simplistic, man. You know, when it comes to some of these awards, well, the, we have the NBA awards voting is right. just, oh boy. And can you imagine the narrative behind that? Especially if they finish like fourth in the East, like the narrative of Nash 
Kevin Durant asked him to get fired in the offseason yeah, prior. Right, yeah. And then now all of a sudden they're <laughs> still together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're still yeah. together and they win like the fourth seed in the East. There's yeah. going to be a lot of voters who like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you get Curry, you get uh, Harris healthy. On paper, could be good. Oh, Royce O'Neal's there. Sure, like they, I, they got a lot of good pieces on yeah, paper. Yeah. yeah. But then again, uh, Nash comes out and says, I don't care if Simmons ever shoots. Yeah. Which, uh, good mm-hmm. luck with that. I don't, you can't anyways. Okay. What what did you do on the day that Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cavaliers? And how high are you on Cleveland right now? So I'm I'm not as high as a lot of people. I think the one thing that you and I were talking we actually were talking about this off the air, but Evan Mobley at 40 to 1 to win defensive player of the year. I think that's the angle to go with there. See, so here's my problem. So first off, it, it is not made enough of how bad Donovan Mitchell is as a defender. He's not. Like, he's not good in any way, shape, or form. He's a big reason why Utah fell apart in the postseason. It wasn't just on him, but what happened to the postseason was Rudy Gobert was set to go put out a bunch of fires, and Donovan Mitchell was starting a bunch of them with the way he was playing along the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Now he pairs up with Darius Garland. It's a little bit of a problem there. That's a really poor defensive backcourt. And you can say, sure, hey, we have Evan Mobley. We'll just switch that, and Evan Mobley will defend that. You got to be able to execute the switch on the other end too, right? So you can't just switch Donovan Mitchell off because then you're just going to go after him. I think that's kind of a big problem. And also, who's their small forward? Uh, Isaac Okoro's fine, but he's really undersized. I think he shot 34, 33% on like catch and shoot threes and from the corner. So they're just going to play off of him when he's out there on the floor. So they don't have a really big wing to go out there and attack other wings on the defensive end other than uh, other than Mobley. Like I think they're going to be good. I think he fits really well with Darius Garland. They should be a top 8 seed in the East. But I'm not really gung ho and like betting them over and thinking they're going to be a top four seed or something like that because I think that there are some pretty clear weaknesses with this team that not a lot of people are accounting for. And here's the other thing too: yeah. they might be slow starter. They might get better as the year goes along. But like Ricky Rubio, we want to see if he's going to be fully healthy as the bench comes along. Their bench is kind of old overall. Kevin Love, are you going to get another six man year out of him? I, I just I have some trepidation with like the gung like all of the love for Cleveland. I don't know if they're going to be as good as a lot of people expect. Numbers long gone. Pistons eighteen to one to make the playoffs, and yeah. uh, the Bulls make are going to Bulls going to miss the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think the Bulls are in a, for a really rough year. Uh, I, like so, Concur, if you yeah. look at if you look at some of their defensive numbers from last season, especially post All Star break. Uh, after the All Star break, they had a defensive rating of one seventeen point nine. They were one of the worst in the NBA. That's going to be the team I think that starts to show up a little bit more. Well, the, the Lonzo injury is huge. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely huge. If you look at the the numbers with Lonzo Ball on and off the court, and then Alex Caruso, like those two out there, it was incredible. But with Lonzo out there, now you put Io Desumu, who's going to be their starting point guard now. And I like Desumu, but he's a second year guy. The defensive numbers were not good with him at point guard last year. They got it scored by I think about six points per one hundred possessions, uh, somewhere in that range. That it's not really good. And so, like their point guard position is an absolute mess. You're asking DeMar DeRozan to, again, replicate what he did yeah. last year, which is really tough. And their center is a nightmare defensively. And Nikola Vucevic, I just, especially when the East, right? You're talking about how deep it is. Yeah. That's going to be a problem, I think, for Chicago. Sixers, 5-1 to one to be the one seed overall? I'm not going to fight it. I think they have they have dominant regular season team written all over them. I love that team from a regular they're season. They're so deep, too. Yep, they're absolutely tremendous. And this is a year where you know Embiid's shooting for one thing, and that is MVP. After getting yeah. cut short the last two years, uh, he's going to be out there as often as he possibly can. I was the, I was surprised by this. In the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide, I was the only person to have Embiid as the MVP. Yeah, I picked Tatum, but that was one where I regretted it. I'll say this. I think that Joel Embiid should be the favorite to win MVP and not Luka Doncic. Okay, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, VSIN's NBA uh, senior analyst in studio, will continue with the Western Conference coming up next. We have another game. The Lakers have done quite well against the Warriors in recent years. And if healthy, the end result for the Clippers will be what at the end of the year? We'll ask them that coming up here and Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Taste victory, taste the Caribbean, hit the field for cash with the Malibu Football Challenge, draft a winning lineup, and take your free shot at a share of 5000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com to get in on the action. Malibu, nothing beats the original, 21 and over only. DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. We continue with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN's senior NBA analyst here. He did a great job writing the uh, Pro Basketball Betting Guide and you can get it at vcin.com slash subscribe. Become a vcin pro subscriber. Uh, we do have a game tonight. Lakers at the Warriors. Golden State, four and seven straight up last three years against the Lakers. Okay, so Paulie and I, we, we agree with a lot of stuff in the NBA, which can be a little bit scary, but uh, com- common plays have been pretty decent uh, with us on the show going back over the years. He has the Lakers in the playoffs. I don't. Where are you at with L.A.? Uh, ultimately, I decided not, right? I think... When you're looking at their roster overall, there and this is one where I don't feel like entirely confident about it, right? Because you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, and if they're going to give you more than 60 games, because both of them played fewer than 60 a season ago, there's very much a possibility that this team is top of the play and can fight their way in. I totally agree with that. You yes. know, and, and I don't, I will say this, I do not think they're a top six seed in the West. I think if they're getting into the postseason, they're doing it via the play-in tournament, um, which is, you know, I think that's a very realistic and probable outcome for them. Um, but like, here's the thing. They did take the right steps. If they're going to bench Russell Westbrook, that's the start of something good for them. Yep. You know, in the guide for the starting lineup, I, I used, I was, it was Patrick Beverly as the starting point guard and Kendrick Nunn, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Thomas Bryant, because I even put in there, you cannot continue to put this square peg in the round hole. If you have any sort of sense, you realize your best lineup is that starting five and Russell Westbrook coming off the bench and leading a bench, which, by the way, I think is kind of challenged defensively, but much younger, much more athletic, a little bit quicker. Like, can you imagine a bench unit where Russell Westbrook and the Lakers are just a transition unit where they're just getting up and down the floor, trying to play super quick? Like, it makes a lot of sense. So I will say I think they are taking the steps to maximize what their roster is. But then you evaluate their roster compared to the rest of the Western Conference, and that's where I think you kind of stack up with it. Because, again, who are you leaving out of these eight teams? Nuggets, Warriors, T-Wolves, Clippers, Suns, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavericks. Who are you leaving out? Mavs. See, I would think, because they're my eight seed, I think that is okay. a fair like a fair team to use. But I think, ultimately, having a player like Luka Doncic, it tilts the balance in their yeah. favor as opposed to what's going on. But, again, they I'm not going to fight you like yeah. violently on it, you know? They didn't do anything, though. Well, uh, I agree. That concerns me, and you lose Brunson. The other thing, where are you at with the Pelicans? Zion's health. I know his counter with AD's health, but I like get it bringing in Schroeder, who's hurt right now. But uh, Nunn's got to stay healthy and the acquisition of Beverly. But I just think it's going to make a world of difference to bench or hardly play Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And I do think there'll be a trade coming later no, I, in the season. I would agree with that. And, and here's the thing. So with the Pelicans, I, I really like what they bring to the table. It's really clear. Like offensively, they're going to be freaking awesome. They're going to be one of the best teams in the NBA in terms of offensive rating. But one of the things that I don't think that we as a collective are talking enough about is how good are they going to be defensively? Because that's one of the things that kind of held them back yeah. at times last year. Like if you look at their – like C.J. McCollum is 
not a great at like a defender at the point of attack. Brandon Ingram has shown flashes, but he's by no means a shutdown defender. Herb Jones is going to be their best guy. Zion Williamson has not been a good defender in his time in the NBA. I just wonder if that's going to be something that ultimately holds them back in a lot of these games, and especially again in an Eastern Conference where, or excuse me, a Western Conference where these all these teams that are going to kind of cannibalize on one another. So like win total of forty four and a half. I thought it was kind of high for New Orleans. I, I think they're on like the fringes of like the top six, maybe a play-in type of team. I understand why a lot of people like them, but we get so focused on how they're going to be, uh, how good they're going to be offensively. I do wonder how good they're going to be defensively as the season kind of gets going. A lot of wins here, though. I mean, you look at the yep. tanking. Four teams could be four of the five or six teams that tank could be in the West. So, and that's what I wonder. Like the, the tanking teams in the West, because obviously there's the Utah Jazz, there's the San Antonio Spurs who are down there. The Houston Rockets are an interesting team because they're super young. Oh, they got boy, a lot young. of good. Yeah. They got a lot of good talent though, and like. You just had the third overall pick. Are they going to really try to tank as the season goes along? Or are they going to try to build on this young core like the Pistons did at the end of last year, like the Timberwolves did the year before that? Like, I, I wonder what their mentality is going to be. But I'll say this about the tanking teams. Sneaky candidate to watch is in the East. The Charlotte Hornets yeah. are a team that I'm super down on. I didn't really understand. They were kind of desperate to hire Steve Clifford. They were looking for a coach after Borrego went. Clearly, the culture there has gotten a little sour because Borrego lost the team. And when you look at how poor this season could be. By the way, LaMelo Ball officially not going to play in the season opener because of that, that ankle injury. If you're getting around like end of beginning of February, end of January, and this team's like 12th, they're a little banged up, why, if you're the Charlotte Hornets, would you not look around and go, let's not take a shot at this. Let's start benching these guys. We're not going to be any good getting in there. You've gotten smoked each of the last two playing games that you've gotten into anyway. Why not take a run at the Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, yep. or one of the Thompson twins sweepstakes, as opposed to trying to like push this when there's really no future for you, at least when it comes to this season? I don't like uh, what I was watching or hearing out of Phoenix. Yeah, it's weird, right? Okay, right. Uh, Poole got paid. Mm-hmm. Green was knocking him out. Kerr said, "I'm gonna not. I'm gonna keep the big guys under 30 minutes." And then you have the Clippers. Who wins more games of the three? Mm. I'm gonna say the Clippers. Because I think the Clippers are deep enough to overcome the games that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to miss. And look at Ty Lue. Ty Lue is going to be a really good candidate to win Coach of the Year. But go back to last year. Uh, how much he got out of this team. Those comebacks that they were – remember that Washington Wizards game where they came back and the ridiculous in the fourth quarter? They were a really good team. They had that run at the end of the post – or excuse me, the end of the regular season where they made it into the play-in tournament. Ty Lue has quietly become one of the better head coaches in the NBA. And he maximizes a lot of what his roster brings to the table. And this team's deep, man. Like, Norm Powell is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Robert Covington coming off of the bench. Mm. Terrence Mann, who is a really big piece of this, is like their eighth guy. Yeah. Right? Like, their ninth guy. Where's John Wall then? Right. John Wall, I think, is they've officially, I think they officially announced, if I remember correctly, Reggie Jackson is their starting point guard. By the way, that was something I never really got. John Wall's clearly going to be the bench dude. Has to but be. Reggie Jackson played with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for a while. It makes a lot of sense. But, like, this team's super deep. And even like a Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard's still on this team. <laughs> He's like their 10th or 11th guy. I think, Paul, like that's a team that kind of overcomes a lot. And even in the games that they're going to rest their dudes, they're capable enough to win games. So if that team stays healthy, right, where do they finish at the end of the year? They're, they win the finals. They're the champs. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're the best team in the NBA. Wow. I, I think they are. I think the year that Kawhi Leonard oh. got hurt was a very missed, a very big missed opportunity. They were clearly the best team. They matched up very well with the Utah Jazz. We saw that. They eliminated them. I thought they matched up extremely well with Phoenix if they were going to be out there and fully healthy too. Now that they are put together and everybody is back and they have one of the deeper benches in the NBA, I rate them as the best team in the NBA. And I know that there's like a, one of our colleagues, he rates them as very high as well. I agree with his sentiment going out there. And if you can get like 8-1, to one, I think Shirk has got them at 750. That's right on the yeah. fringes of winning. Uh, it should be the price that you should probably go and look for. I think there is, to me, there's no question that they are the best team in the NBA. I would, go ahead. I was going to say, best bet for the one seed then. Would it be Clippers or we like the Nuggets? I, w- I think the, I, th- I really like the Nuggets as a regular season team. And, and we'll see what happens in the postseason because they were in the Western Conference Finals a year ago. But if we're talking about like a, like number one overall seed and winning a whole bunch of games, I think the Nuggets have that written all over them. But I, like, I like the, everybody keeps talking about Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Look what they added, right? Like Bruce Brown's now part of this team. Like their bench got so much better as you kind of look around it, that they're like, when you saw the numbers with Nikola Jokic on the court as opposed to off the court, it was an absolute nightmare. And Facundo yep. Campazzo was one of their best guards. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw that Mavericks added him the other day. So uh, that, that team's kind of a nightmare when it comes to their guard position. But I, I think when you're looking at Denver and the depth that they're going to have, they're going to be able to overcome the days in which Porter and Murray, I think, rest. They're going to win a lot of games in the regular season, man. I, I really believe so. And we know that Jokic is an Ironman. He plays a bunch of, of games. Of course, yep. yeah. I feel the same way about the T-Wolves. Regular season. Yeah. 
I, so I, think, I made their win total fifty, like just over fifty-one, and so forty-eight and a half. And ones I think it was points bet when the win totals first got hung up had forty-seven and a half at a plus price to the over. Timberwolves are going to be a really good regular season team. Cat and Rudy Gobert fit tremendously together. It's kind of, I think at least, so remember last year when Robert Williams, what Ime Udoka did was like, all right, Robert Williams, you're not really great as a defensive center. When you're in all these play pick and roll actions, we're kind of getting beat up. We're going to take you and we're going to move you off the ball. So now you're just going to defend the worst player. And every time somebody comes in on a pick and roll, you're going to crash the glass. You're going to assist. You're going to block, do all that stuff. Carl Anthony Towns is going to do that now. So now you have Rudy Gobert at the point of attack and you have Carl Anthony Towns helping off of guys to come in and contest shots. Yep. This team's going to be really good defensively. And think about what they lost to get him. It is Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, and uh, there's one player I'm forgetting, but it's not like the worst thing in the world to give that up. And think about what they added. Kyle Anderson's freaking awesome. Yeah. When you look at um, uh, Austin Rivers coming in as well, fringes of the bench is going to be a guy like Bryn Forbes. Like, I, I kind of like what this Timberwolves team is, Super man. deep. Super. Yep. You have two win totals that you like in the Western Conference. We'll get to that coming up in about five minutes. Where are you at with Portland? I, dude, I don't know. Because <laughs> like, I think when you look at their individual pieces, you like them, right? Like, you like Damian Lillard. You like Nasir Little. You like Anthony Simons. But then when you put them all on the floor together, I don't think they're going to be very good defensively. I think Damian Lillard's good enough to kind of make them better than what they project to be. Ultimately, I think I'm kind of going to lean to like under and a team that misses out like in that play in. That's a sneaky team, too. Like you're talking about tank candidates. Yes. If it's not really going well, mm-hmm. you yep. need something other than to add Jeremy Grant to the mix as a yeah. team. Yeah. I, I would look out for that potentially, too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good angle. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at MeJVT. Again, did a great job writing up the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. You can get it. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber at vsin.com slash. Subscribe. So we will get to the win totals that you like in each conference coming up. And also, uh, everybody's favorite thing to bet on, awards, long shots. Uh, Cases can be made for some long shots on Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, and even Most Improved. Find out who JVT bet and who he recommends coming up here on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you haven't subscribed yet, VSIN has a midseason offer to make you smarter, better. Sign up now for just $99. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VSIN has to offer, including the 24 7 live show, subscriber only betting guides to the bowl season and the Super Bowl. Best bet in the game. $99 VEASAN Pro through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The NBA is back tonight, baby, with two games. And uh, VEASAN's senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has been in studio for the past half an hour. One more segment with him here. And uh, so we will get into now bets that you have made on the year. And we need to do this, obviously. Point out current numbers that are available that you would still bet. Because obviously some yeah. of these numbers have moved. And in the Eastern Conference, the teams that you bet with the regular season win totals. Paulie brought this up earlier, but you're under heat. 49 and a half over Pistons and Hawks to win their division. Yeah. So I think, so obviously the Hawks and the heat thing are, are correlated, right. right? So Miami, when you're looking at what they lost, so PJ Tucker is gone. That means that Tyler hero is now going to be part of their starting lineup. Their bench gets a little bit worse and they're also a little undersized. They're talking about Caleb Martin playing a lot of minutes at small forward. Uh, Caleb Martin, for those who don't know, is six foot five. Mm. So like when you're starting power forward and Jimmy Butler, like two weeks ago, they asked him about playing power forward and his response was like, nah, so like they're they're a little small, they're a little bit worse. Their bench, I think, is going to be worse. I think a lot of people would point to Victor Oladipo at the end of the regular season and say, "Hey, man, he was great. Why, like that's going to be a, a fine candidate to lead your bench in scoring." Here's the deal: that was over the course of eight regular season games. If you look at his postseason efficiency numbers, he was terrible. And, and I think when you're looking at the three like backcourt players coming off of your bench being Victor Oladipo, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. Like that, it leaves me a little pause with like what's going on there. And sure, like Haywood Highsmith, because Eric Spolster is awesome, and maybe he's like an all star player this year, right? Because they just maximize everything they have. But I think when you look at how much worse they got, I'm willing to go under 49 and a half, especially where now the top of the Eastern Conference is so much better. And it leads to the Hawks. The Hawks being a division rival, that's a really tough thing to have. You get worse, the division rival gets better. And I thought it was a price thing. You know, when you played the Hawks, which is still widely available, like plus 175. To say that the Heat at minus like 195 to win the division, I think that's a little out of whack. The probability is much lower in my mind that the, the Heat are winning that division. So I bet the Hawks. So I, I think those two are correlated. 
And you mentioned the, the Pistons, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Pistons. So this is one where Circa, and this is the cool thing about shopping for these offseason numbers. By this time, they're all, they've all gotten a little bit tighter. But at the beginning of the offseason, when these numbers start to appear, some of these shops will make their opinions known. Circa posted 26.5 on the Detroit Pistons for a win total. Everywhere else was like 28.5. I made it just over 31. So at 26.5, that was very much worth betting over. I would say if you can find like 28.5, it's still worth betting. And I think there are a couple out there. Consensus is a little bit closer to 30. I know Circa's up to 30 now. Uh, But this Pistons team, I like what they did in the offseason. And they showed that they are a team that I think is going to grow. At one point last year, they had covered 14 out of 15 games post-All-Star break. Yep. They went 18-6 and six against the spread in the last, what is that, 24 games of the regular season two. And they got a little bit better. Like, I like Jaden Ivey as a rookie coming in and fitting really well. Alec Burks coming off of the bench is going to be awesome for them. Bojan Bogdanovich is a really good veteran to have off ball with those guys. It, to say that, you know, of course, like 26 and a half, to say they're only going to improve by, I think, what's that, like three or four games, I, I don't think that accounted for the improvements that they had made. Okay. They're not going to be tanking. We know that for sure. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, you're down in the Mavericks. You bet them under. Also, the Grizzlies under 51, huh? Ah. Yeah. So, and then and this is too, again, this is shopping around for variance in the market. That's another circuit number. Circa hung, hung them up 51, uh, and they were as high as, or excuse me, their, their consensus number is 48 and a half, and Circa's down to 49 now. And so when you look at that, that for me immediately was a red flag. Like, okay, that's worth betting under. And also, I don't think a number of 51 really accounts for the fact that the Grizzlies lost quite a bit in this offseason. Anthony Melton is over 24 minutes per game and a 10-point-per-game scorer. Kyle Anderson is over 24 minutes per game, a fantastic defender, and a very big reason why they were so good without John Morant. If you look at the numbers with John Morant off the floor and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Kyle Anderson on the floor, they were incredible. Take both of those two off because remember, Jaron Jackson had foot surgery. He's That's out right. for up to six months. Yep. Like, I just don't know if those numbers, like at 51, accounted for the losses that, that that this team experienced. So that was worth playing under for the Memphis Grizzlies. And, Paul, I think you're absolutely right when it comes to the, the uh, Mavericks. When you lose Jalen Brunson and your response is to sign Christian Wood and JaVale McGee, mm. your, your backcourt rotation after Spencer Dinwiddie and Luke Doncic is bad. Like, Jaden Hardy is a, is a second-round rookie that they're hoping that can play a lot of minutes for him. Frank Nelikina might be one of their primary guards coming off the bench. And I mentioned they signed Facundo Campazzo because I think they really need, like, another guard, and Campazzo's terrible. Uh, that's the thing that the market is not accounting for. And we see this all the time. The Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, came back down to earth the next year, but the market was super high on them, right, in terms of win totals and whatnot. Same thing with the Dallas Mavericks. Good run to the Western Conference Finals. They have an MVP candidate in Luka Doncic, but I don't think 49, 49 and a half accounts for the loss that they had and the lack of addressing that loss in the offseason. Okay, well said. How about some uh, awards betting? Okay, you bet Cat 75 to 1 to win the MVP. Yeah. Um, you also, some numbers that are available right now. Is Herb Jones still available, Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I think you were just looking, right, on the app. Yeah, I think he's, range, yep, yeah. he's still at MGM, still in that range, 60 huh? to 1, something like yep. that. Look, he's, I keep saying this, all these NBA nerds and media members, like they want you to know that they watch Herb Jones, right? Like he is one of those guys. He actually got a couple of all defense votes as well uh, last year too. Like It's a, it's a big part of it, by the way. Yeah. You need to pay attention in the NBA, the media, people who might have some votes who they're big fans of. Yep. Oh, yeah. It goes 100%. a long way. And like they, they just they want you to know that they're paying attention, right? So Herb Jones, like he is a little bit of a media darling. He's already got his own little hashtag, not on Herb. Like he is, and he's a good player, and he deserves it. And he graded out by some metrics as the best wing defender in the NBA last year. Now he's going to be on a team because this is important when it comes to award voting. He's going to be on a team that has the narrative around them that a lot of people are going to be watching, and he's going to have the ability to steal a lot of hearts, if you will. I just think when you're talking about 66 to 1 for somebody who graded out as the best wing defender statistically in some metrics, who's going to be on a very public team, that's a number that at the very least is going to start to shrink as the season goes along. And you could be sitting on 66 to 1, a number that eventually gets like 10 to 1. Maybe he finishes as a finalist. I just didn't think 66 to 1 accounted for how popular this kid's going to be by the time we get there. Sixth man of the year is going to be who? I, I, Norm Powell is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, I think he's definitely up there, especially at the price. A lot of spots, you mentioned it, like 8-1 to one for him to win this award. 30-1, to one, which, again, I checked before I walked in here, still available over at MGM2. Yep. And I want to stress, like, when it comes to betting awards, because I agree with you, you don't want too many. But if you'll notice, the awards that I have bet, they're all off-market numbers. You want those n- off-market numbers because then you're sitting on a ticket that is 30-1 to one, where everybody else is like a 10 or 11-1. to one. You know, I tweeted it out the other day. It was like two weeks ago where Skinny Zion showed up for the first time. And everybody's like, I'm betting him at 36 to 1. Why? You can find him at 65 to 1 at another shop. And I think that's the important part when it comes to preseason futures, be it win totals or awards. You want those off market numbers. So, like a Norm Powell at 30 to 1, where everybody else is like 11 or 8 to 1, that's worth betting. 
think when you're talking about Carl Anthony Towns, a team that I think we're all in agreement, right? Top three-ish seed in the Western Conference. 75 to one here at Circa. Everybody else is at 45 to one. So that's kind of the angle that I take with all of these. Coach of the year? I think Ty Lue is going to be a really good candidate. Uh, If if we're talking seriously, not outside of Steve Nash, uh, like Ty Lue, if they're going to win as many games as I think they're going to, Ty Lue is already, what was the the, uh, GM poll, right? 66% of the the GMs or something like that. It was a huge number. Yeah, it was a huge number that said he was one of the best in-game adjusters in the NBA. And here's the other thing. He gets a lot of narrative behind him too. He had a, he got a lot of credit for getting the Clippers to the play-in tournament yeah, last year. Yeah. And now when you're looking at that team fully healthy, and especially if Paul, if the if Kawhi Leonard, Paul George are going to start to miss time, and they're still going to finish with the top three seed in the Western Conference, yeah. that's going to be a team that gets a or Ty Lue's going to get a lot of credit Lue, huh? uh, for for what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, the stink of playing with LeBron is kind of washed off. Well, he he deserves a lot of credit, and he's gotten it so far. It's a good angle. I don't like that he most improved because I hate the way Subjective, the media looks yeah. at it. It's so yeah. silly. That said, I'm kind of pissing myself for not getting Maxi at 30 to one a while back. He's done like 12 to one now. He should have won it last year, I thought. Yeah. You have anybody? Because Anthony Edwards is like the favorite on the board. Yeah. The guy's awesome already. Yep. And I think a lot of people are rolling with the jaw angle, and and I would disagree with that vehemently. Uh, he's not really a dark horse, but I think he's around like 16 to one. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is going to get ooh ev- like everything. In Indiana, he is their guy. They traded for him. They might trade away uh, Miles Garrett and Buddy Keeled, and he is going to. Turner, you, if you, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at it from that perspective, and his numbers for them last year, they were incredible. Like what he did in terms of improving their efficiency. Oh yeah, he he could have a season which he's just going to rack up a ton of stats, like almost Dejounte Murray esque, like a guard who has the ability to get off for a triple double almost every single night, and he's going to have the green light almost every single night too. I think Halliburton's a sneaky good candidate. When's that trade happening? Who knows? Like, you have time. It, like, I think the, the Pacers, from all accounts, like the front office and their owner are wrestling with the fact, like, do they want to go full tank? Because that's not been a team that has really mm-hmm. done that. But I will say, the fact that those rumors are out there, it is gaining more traction. It's going to happen. It just it depends on when and with who. Podcast? Be, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go, 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 ahead. go ahead. Podcast called Hardwood Handicappers. Hardwood Handicappers. Uh, we're going to have two episodes a week. Actually, we're going to go back later today and record that. So a new episode out later this, uh, this afternoon. Okay. Uh, and then... They start today. I'm actually going to sit outside and finish it up. VEASAN.com slash JVT. These daily market reports are back. So uh, best bets and whatnot and uh, analysis on every single game, injury reports, everything you need to attack the day of NBA action. For it's really good. Uh, quick one-stop shopping that you do every single day. Mm-hmm. And also, the guide was sensational, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. You, you joked uh, at 5 o'clock before you came on the air. Getting a divorce, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And you can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, thanks, man. That was really, really fun, and good luck tonight and uh, this season. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be it. in touch many, many times with uh, Jonathan Von Tobo, VEASAN's very own senior NBA analyst right here on Follow the Money. Up next, we'll get into uh, what took place last night, uh, Monday Night Football, upcoming schedules for both those teams, and uh, is this number too high for the upcoming game for the Broncos this week against the Jets? We'll tell you what it is coming up here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. We have it here now, too. College football, usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays. From here on out, NBA starts tonight. Hockey underway. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. New promotions every week Tuesday, hockey, first goal, insurance, Friday night, college football, bet and get. Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Another primetime NFL game last night, Paulie. Another under. On the season overall in this sport, unders are 56-37-1. That's higher than 60%. Where do you have primetime unders graded as of right now? Because I know that... I like like your talking point on this. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Because it's how people grade them, right? Yes, you, if, a if, game, if, a, if a game opens 46 and closes 42 and 43 points are scored, you can't say, oh, went over. Yeah, the only right. people that lost are the people that bet it last second. Last minute, right? And yeah. there was a lot of money in the market to drive it down from yeah. 46 to 43. Use the, I told, use the I, opener. I agree with right. you, yes. It's a sick underrun on primetime games. Uh, 22 and 10 underrun on the season in division games. And for the NFL season, unders are hitting at a 60% clip, too. Not to mention the... Uh, Referee last night, uh, Tolbert, I think his name is, 29-9 and underrun since 2020. So, bad quality of play, quarterback play, who knows what. Add it all up, it's a ton of unders so far. And the primetime games continue to go under as well. And Denver, 5-1 and to the under on the season, too, with that stinker. Yeah, I, I don't want to sit here and be that guy who says, my God, the quality of the play in the NFL is the worst we've ever seen. The quarterback play is so bad. We do this every single year. But... There, there has to be something factored into this, right? Because I, I, right now, after six weeks, 12 teams in the NFL are averaging fewer than 20 points per game. 12. Last year for the season, 10 finished below 20. In, in the pandemic year of 2020, for the entire year, four teams averaged below 20 points per game. I went back and just looked at 10 years. The most was 2017 with 11, but you had a bunch of sevens in there. Seven teams averaged below 20. Ten teams did. Four teams did, said like, I, I mean, it's, this is, it's just not good offense. Yeah. It's so, not, yeah. You're seeing a lot of poor coaching, too. Yeah. I mean, look, I, look, here, look, yeah. Here's where that's going to be a bad thing, because this is now getting rules already been fired. Kingsbury's going to go pretty soon. It's getting hotter and hotter every week for Hackett. The, we're going <laughs> to see more turnover every single year, but where are the good candidates at? Yeah, this I is going to ha- it's going to be an, an it's going to turn into an annual thing where we have eight, nine, ten new coaches, and seven of them are going to stink. Second half points for the Broncos this year: three, ten, eight, seven, three, three. They've blown these last two games. Worst case, yesterday you're supposed to tie, like the last week yeah. on the Thursday night. You're supposed to tie that game. Worst case, and you lose. You lose twelve nine in overtime. You lose last night nineteen sixteen. You're getting the ball back with three minutes, then you you fumble uh, with the friendly fire there. You lost the game 17-16. to 16. You didn't allow a point in the second half of that game. Wilson's regressed. He's hurt. He's awful. Uh, he's having a bad season, rather. He was cooking in the first half. And then, again, I don't know what the adjustments are or lack thereof in the second half. I'd like to see more up-tempo, take some more shots down the field. Gordon wonders why he doesn't get the ball in the second half. He also can't hang on to it. Too much talent on this team for them to play like this offensively and to have a two and four record. They could be five and one. Yeah, here's where, look at the defense playing out of their minds, and I'd be livid if I'm on the defense. Yeah, here's where I'm scratching my head. So far on the season, Broncos have two wins. They scored 11 and 16 points in those two wins. Of their four losses, the defense allowed 12, 17, and 19 points. They just, you can't, I mean, the defense is playing out of their minds every single week. I brought this up, I think it was two weeks ago. I said this could be like Jacksonville all over again from uh, a couple years ago where the defense, they brought in a bunch of guys, right? Uh, free agency, they hit it out of the park with uh, guys in the draft. 
guys that came back. They were really, really good on defense, and they did their job every single week. But the offense never did anything. It was Blake Bortles, I believe, still on the team. And you could hear the team fighting from outside the locker room. The media members were reporting that. Like, this is they're pissed yeah. off. Like, they can't do this every single week. And maybe that's going to happen here, like in Denver. But I'm also looking at the next spot for this team against the Jets. They're laying two and a half. This is game is in Denver. Broncos are two and a half point favorites. This number before last night was 42. It's still 41 and a half. Way too hard. Don't we need to have Broncos games in the 30s right now? Yeah. Against certain teams? Yes. Jets catching a lot of breaks, too. They got Bridgewater got hurt right away. They might, I, I, although it could be an upgrade the way Wilson's playing, that they might have to go to Ripon because Wilson has the hammy injury. I mean, they had 15 passing yards in the second half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You have Sutton, Judy, Hamler. You have weapons. I mean, this it's can't go on. Between the trade and the $200 million contract, it's Arizona all over again. What a mess this is. But at least you have a solid defense. But again, to your point about the, the total, I mean, Wilson had 100 yards passing in the win against uh, Green Bay. So that's another one, too. They've scored seven points or fewer in the second half of every game but one. Mr. LaFleur, great coach. No adjustments there either. Oh, right, I don't know what right. the hell is going on in this league. Yep. It's just uh, it's strange, man. When you see that many points and how scoring is down that far and the totals continue to be uh, the story overall with unders. And the Chargers, by the way, next week, they get the Seahawks. They were seven. Yeah. It's six and a half now. Some spots total is 51 and a half. Seahawks are feisty. Well, you got to get Allen back. What he means to this oh, offense. Oh, he means everything. Passing. I mean, yeah. you, you throw, he drops back to pass that many times and he only has 230 yards. You're right, too, about the scheme. Why are you running backwards five, six, seven yards on every play? In short yardage. That, too. It's right. got to be quick. It's got to be bang, yeah. bang. Get the guys out. They, they actually broke it down last night. There was a spot where we had Everett on a was that, it was a third and two or fourth and two where Everett was going to be wide open. He had him, and just Herbert was like, yeah. nah. He started backpedaling too far, and by the time he had him, it was too late. He looked somewhere else. Yeah. Also, Denver did a good job defensively. I mean, they said, okay, you want to go to Williams? No, we're going to take him away. You're going to have to go to other people. Uh, to beat us, but well, the the poor rookie with uh, four defensive pass interferences. So, oh, the flag fest, out of control. Though. The holding last Let night. Let him play, and then the two two terrible roughing the passer penalties too. <sighs> they did a good job on Sunday, but I don't know what it is about these primetime games where they're just dying to throw the flag. Oh, I will ask you this. Yep. I, I want to ask Mike Florio this coming up in about forty minutes here. How many teams in the league do you think are elite? I'll put the number at three and a half, and I think I'd probably go under that number. Okay, so you're going, you're going Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. Yes. I'm not putting no. the Chargers there. No, no way. There's no way I can do that. I don't even care. I don't. Come on, Giants are five and one. Don't care. Vikings are smoking mirrors. Five and one. Don't care. Yeah. Um. Is there a chance that the Cowboys are elite? No. That's the one team I Great would defense. say. defense. Got to see more out of the offense. No, yeah, once no. Dak comes back, I think maybe the Cowboys can fit in. And I'd also like to say that maybe the 49ers, once they're completely healthy. Well, that's, I don't think that's happening. I don't, that's what an, are we up to? More now? guys now. How many, what are we up to? 15, 16 starters on IR or uh, whatever it is? Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can't overcome this. It's tough. Yeah, so the, the, this right now, the NFL looks like the NBA over the years, where it's down to like three teams. Mm-hmm. Um, this can change, obviously, a lot of football left. But the NBA is so wide open uh, open at the top, generally like the NFL is. And we could be sitting back this year just like, yeah, the, the Bills were the best team all year long. There you go. They're the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, hope that happens. Yeah, we, we had you know, the news yesterday, too, with the injuries. Wentz out. They go to Heineke. Uh, Anderson traded from Carolina to Arizona just in time for the Thursday game. Hollywood Brown gets hurt. Yeah. I'll tell you, the Saints could be a very good team if they ever get healthy. That's that, should, There you go. Dalton should stay the quarterback. And if you get a Lave... Uh, Thomas? Landry and Thomas. How about the? Should be a good offense. How about concerns about that defense, though? Yeah, they're allowing well, a lot you didn't of have points. Lattimore, though, but well, yeah, yeah, that was too much last week. I mean, but, look look at their scores so far: thirty to twenty-six, thirty-nine, thirty-two, twenty-eight, twenty-five, twenty-seven, twenty-six. Two yeah. stinkers in there. But God, they lost to Carolina. Oh yeah, that, that's going to come back to bite them. No that doubt, that might be Carolina's only win. Oh, trust me, I'm already, I'm, I'm already counting the Saints as losers. I have them to make the playoffs. Uh, I have them to win ten games. You are, you already given up on it. Oh yeah, oh, they're, you're okay. they're, they're two and four with like at least two or three bad losses already. Yeah, I like them Thursday, and then it's uh, some winnable games coming up. But yeah, you're right with the bad losses. Can't lose to Carolina. Oh, they were fortunate to win Week One. Should have beat Tampa. I thought they gave the way, gave away the game in, against yeah. Tampa in Week Two. Yeah. Carolina would have zero wins right now if they didn't pull off that one. 
I'm not going to say 0 oh, 17 would be live at this point, but <laughs> well, if they keep, they keep trotting Walker out there, <laughs> then, then they might, you, uh, might go to Easton. But between this McAdoo Wilkes combo, please, good luck. The other people, 43 people in Survivor here were on the Chargers. We would have been down to 300 people. I mean, right? You're you're dead. With three minutes left, you're dead. Yeah. Punting the ball in overtime? Oh, yeah. And you get that miracle with the f- muff punt? Oh, God, the fumbled punt? They had no business moving on well, and surviving. Well, uh, you brought this up earlier. Our buddy Matt Humans, who filled in for me uh, yesterday and Friday when I was out, he said this, especially at that stage of the game, don't have yeah. a guy back. No. What are you doing? Nothing good can come out of it. Only something bad can happen. Yeah, and there's always, it's an act of God if there isn't a flag. Usually a block in the back on it, too. Here's the updated selection count, what happened. 275 survived on the Rams. We would have been, we would have been at 107 if the Rams would have gone down. Well, that was Harry, by the way. Yes, it was. Bucks out, Packers out, 49ers out. Eagles survived, Chargers survived. Uh, 31 on the Ravens, Cardinals, and uh, 8 at the Vikings. Yeah. So this is, yeah, it's what, 2200 again at this time last year. Now we're down to, to 383. 2200 still last year. Yep. Wow. It's wild. One bad team. Up next, college football with professional sports better Paul Stone. Is Bama running the table and is 4-1 to one worth a shot for Nick Saban to win another title? We'll ask him that coming up here and Follow the Money. It's Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. 